Welcome to Sharkcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works on the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Shannon. Hi, everybody. I'm Gray. Also joining me is Matt. I'm also known as Comatose on the forums and Discord. And he's very excited. Uh, also joining us is Ben. Hey, you guys also know me as Overlord Jeebus. Uh, and lastly, we have Grace. Hello, and I am also known as the Gator Girl Zero Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're like all quarantined, so we wanted to do something fun because the world sucks. So we're gonna do ship it or rip it because we didn't want to prep Woo! things, and it's been a while, and this is fun, and we need some fun, and you need some fun too. Dang it! So <laughs> if you're uh, watching this from the future, uh, just use google <laughs> this is a dated episode yeah yeah it's, remember the plague we had in 2020 yeah yeah, yeah. pandemics <laughs> suck as it happens <laughs> what we're gonna do so each of us are going to be judges and we're gonna rotate around on the screen we have a list of 111 cosmere characters and we are going to randomly generate a pairing one of us will be the judge two of us will need to argue for the ship and two of us will argue against the ship. Now, we realized last time that the the rotation plan meant that uh, Matt and Shannon kicked our butts. So now <laughs> these are randomly generated teams uh, and Matt and Shannon are still there sometimes, but not like all the time uh, defeating us. So it, it's different. Uh, to be fair, I think Shannon won all of her matches. I think she did. I think she was actually undefeated. Yeah. I, I hope uh, Eric and Shannon get to be paired so we can see yes. whether Eric's constantly losing streak or Shannon's constantly losing streak. We will. We will. We will. We will. Yes. Yes, we will. Uh, everyone will be paired with everyone else. So that, that will be good. Uh, so, One of the things is that I don't get to trade on what I know about Alex's taste. So that, mm, that's, that's true. That's, it's that's, difficult. That may have been the the factor that may have been the secret stuff mm, that's so. that's true that's true uh don't worry i'll probably be a loser though that's for sure <laughs> so fortunately for us i'm gonna be the first judge so there so uh already the four team is gonna be Br grace shannon yep and the against is gonna be matt ben Okay, and uh, if you're this. on YouTube, you can view this on screen. We will have things on screen. We'll also have uh, scores and stuff. So that'll be fun. But, awesome. And so who are we going to ship today? Let's see. So we have Ben. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Ellen. literally Vin Ruin. <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> 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 it's literally been ruined. <laughs> oh, so we should we should probably explain who the characters oh are. God. So Vin <laughs> is the main character, Miss Forn. She's she's a street urchin, and uh, you, you know, what was pretty awesome. She's Miss Barn and was real cool and was totally badass. And uh, Ruin was the shard Ruin who wanted to destroy the world in Miss Barn. So Ruin there you go. Was the main antagonist. Of yeah, Mistborn. there you go. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, who's for who? Who's again? Sorry. I know this is going to be the problem, right? Uh, so, okay. Grace, Shannon are for. Matt, Ben are against. <laughs> Easy. 
got this. Oh. Wait, this is actually way harder than I thought it was going to be. I know you wanted to be on the show, uh, and you'll you'll see how hard this actually is. And so you'll, you'll. I'm glad you're here, Ben, because then we'll have another person who's really bad at this. So that's nice. I'm going to be. I, like, I, it sounded really fun to listen to. It's and now really I'm fun. Doing, I'm like, oh my god, this is, I know it's, it's, it's hard. Really hard. It's hard. Now you right? have to. Now you have to come up with an argument on the spot. I know yeah. it's hard. <laughs> it's like okay. who's that cosmic find, character is hard. You got to find a story. You got to find. Yeah, that, that's what we've learned. You got to have a story. You got to yeah. find the soul of this. And I think the fours start. Um, whatever. Yeah. Is that the rule? Oh, oh wait, I forgot. <laughs> is there no? Is there no there's, rule? There's no. There's no rule. Okay. There's uh, no I mean, rule, but that's how it ended up happening. I think it does. It doesn't need to, Matt. If if you wanna, you know. Because okay. I think I, last time we just had so much energy, everyone just went yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I will say that although I do love a good hero villain ship, uh, <laughs> this is not. This is not one of the good ones. <laughs> uh, um, so basically, we already got a Vin Ruin romance through Zane, who was being, mm. you know, controlled appealing and to the judge. I see, <laughs> 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 and we know, you know, how Zane and Vin worked out. It was, you know, just no, no good things came out of that. So I think we can extrapolate from that that uh, Vin Ruin would also be similarly. Uh, bad news. See, I I, I, I agree because uh... <laughs> great, great stuff. <laughs> okay, Mistborn Era One. Look, Mistborn yeah. Era One is basically the story of Ruin attempting to like seduce Vin to join his side, right? Yes. So absolutely. And, Which and he, he fails he to do. Succeeded once at the Well of Ascension. Because, like, Vin gave her power to him. So, in this hypothetical, Vin, I think, is oftentimes just one, like, bad day away from joining Ruin's side. I think the fact that she was attracted to Zane at all or, proves that. And I feel like Zane is sort of like the ersatz version. It's sort of like, yeah, he's like this whiny kid, but Ruin is the real stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. He's like he's he's the source of like this 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 powerful well of destructive Ascension. energy. Ascension. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and um yeah, I think that I think that Vin and Ruin really do have a connection. You know, it's sort of like there was she was Capital she was tempted. C. She was mm -hmm. tempted the whole time, you know, like there was a lot he was a powerful seductive force and I mean there is a version of this where where yeah. Ben gives in. Where I mean I think we're uh, we're all focusing very much on would Vin want Ruin, but I think we need to ask ourselves would Ruin want Vin? That's a very important. You know, Ruin is a literal god, right? And Vin's just like a street urchin. She's just like, you know, I'm like on the I'm, I'm just But know. she is she is his beautiful destroyer. <laughs> she, she is the scion. She is the scion of destruction, and like, like there's a reason she's the main character. She, she gets things done. She is like the focus of all, like the the power in like this world's, yeah, this world. I was about to say universe, and I'm like, no, <laughs> just just oh. the Mistborn one of, I, of Skadriel. It's not just ruin that I think we need to ask ourselves. It's would Vin want? Ati as well. And I think the answer is yes. He was a 
kind and generous man. And I think we talked about, we talked about one fact we know about him. Wow. Cool. (laughs) But, But, you know, you know, unlike Zane, there is a duality to ruin of the vessel personality and the power. And I think the, the kindness and generosity inherent in Adi, it, it didn't entirely go away from ruin. Like the vessel personality, I believe, is still still in there. And I think Vin, I think she would initially be attracted to the power and the destructive force. But I think once she gets to know Ati as a person, she'll see, oh, there's there's more than just power. There's there's a kindness there and a generosity that, you know, I really like. And I think, you know, that's another reason that the ruin Vin romance would go because I think that's I think that's important like once you get past like the first seduction you have to look and see that there's actually substance to the person and I think I think like yeah exactly as you say like the 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 balance between Addy and ruin like the the seat of the power is is where it's at I, I have to disagree because you know we know from the books that Ati is basically gone right like his persona has been washed away and he's completely unrecognizable from his previous self so i get a little squicked out by this honestly because it feels a little like you know vin being with a zombie or with a dead person um, (laughs) which you know is a little gross and also um i think ati alone even taken alone would bore vin like i think Lend is is kind and gentle, but he also has this like hidden leadership side and potential that comes out. And I think that's part of what makes their relationship work. And I also don't think, you know, Ati being kind and gentle, um, I don't think he would want to be with another person with violent tendencies. I think he's worried enough about his own violent tendencies. And so I, I think him and Vin would be bad for each other. There'd be no interest. It's got this weird living person, dead person vibe. I, I just, <laughs> I can't get behind. Uh, yeah, I also Zane, also Zane. Eric Zane, you need to remember. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, is AT might have been kind of generous, but once he got to know Vin, is he going to really be like, do I really want to be dating this, this murder girl? Because I, I have a point about that because I think that's that's what makes that's what makes this work is like is <laughs> Vin's story Vin's story throughout this this series about like you know learning that there's more than being like murdery. Sir, she has that power. <laughs> she has that power, but like it, at her core, that's who Vin is. It's sort of like she's attracted to this like to this to this inner kindness so it's like she also has the same duality that ruin and 80 have like it's they're a matched set this is perfect it's interesting you say that though because how the duality plays out in the end is vin does what lyris was unable to do and gives in she's able to destroy to preserve right that's what preservation couldn't do and so in the end what she does is she gives in to the violence side by to the way. destroy ruin. <laughs> I think we have to go full spoiler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially like for this specific ship. Like yeah. it's very <laughs> three. Yeah. Um, uh, I've I've made my choice, guys. Okay. Because okay. y- you see, here's the thing that no one said. 
is that really, at the very end, you know what Vin and Ruin did? They were together right at the end. They were, their forces were inside each other and it, it destroyed them, but they were together. They were together in the end. Also, Ruin's the best and Zane sucks, so I'm going to go with ship. Boom. Damn, I thought the Zane thing would get it. No, <laughs> no. The, the connection was too tenuous. I the connection to was too tenuous. But... My hatred of Zane is much higher than my than my love of Ruin. So. And you, you, you do love Ruin, so I do, yeah. I do. That that would be the shard of my choice. But, but ben, I, the... I think we were we were doomed on that one. We yeah, were because I... my problem was is I kept thinking about what a great match they were. Hero, hero villain ships are so fun. That's like when I had they to rip still Marasi last time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that was tough." It's like yeah, it's like you guys kept giving me things to jump off of, and I'm like, "Thank you for setting up the four position." <laughs> the beautiful destroyer line was excellent. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I'm glad you used that. All right. Yeah. Next up, we have Shannon Judgen. Oh. Uh, for the four team, we have the losers of Eric Ben. So this will go great. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and against is Matt Grace. Okay. And who we are shipping is Tindwill Teravangian. <laughs> Okay. So Tindwell, if you forgot, is the keeper in Well of Ascension who uh Sezed romanced, uh who then dies. So that's that's fun. Uh, Full spoilers, by the way. Full again. spoilers. <laughs> Full spoilers. And then Taravangian is the king of Carbronth and Yakavad yep. and who is switches between dumb and dumb and smart every day. See, I think. Tindwell and Teravangian would get such great conversations about leadership because that's all what Tindwell was talking about. She was helping Ellen become a leader, right? And Teravangian, yeah. as we know with his conversations with Alnar, always talks about leadership. And that would be endlessly fascinating for their relationship. And Teravangian could really, oh, house. That, I was going to say that in a very strange way. She's really going to uh, talk of, uh, learn all about Tindwell's uh, leaders in the past with all the the historical leaders. And maybe that would change Teravangian's mind on certain things. I, I really and think that they like, have that deep intellectual see, connection. I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't disagree that they'd have an intellectual connection. And I think Tindwell would be very interested in Teravangian academically here's yeah. the thing T tindwell is a researcher she studies things and it would be i think in her view unethical for her to strike up a romance with a research subject yeah. like teravangian <laughs> is a megalomaniac <laughs> uh, king right with all these plots he would be fascinating for her these are the types of lives that she catalogs but you notice in Mistborn, she doesn't have any attraction to Elend, right? Like her attraction is to a fellow researcher. She does not cross that ethical line of, you know, sleeping with a research subject. You know, there's fiduciary obligations. And also, <laughs> also we have 
Tindwell's <laughs> history with the breeding programs, right? Mm-hmm. Like she does not want to get involved with, uh, you know, a man who's going to be power hungry and potentially try to use her. Yeah, so I, I think the ship just doesn't mm-hmm. work. In addition to that, you know, you talked about the philosophical conversations, but what I think Tindwell really wants in a relationship that Saws it has are stability and like a kindness, empathy. And one, you know, Tindwell's not going to be able to get the stimulating conversations at the same time as the empathy because like <laughs> Terevangians can't have both of those things at the same time. And also, you know, the oscillating between intelligence and empathy is the opposite of stability. She's, you know, with a different person essentially every day. You know, um, because of her past, what she really wants is just kind of a more quiet man who will like show her the love she deserves and, you know, be that strong, stable force in her life. Look, you guys are so very wrong. Cause you know who's stable? The person who rules Roshar. If he's the king of everything, that's stable. This is a guy who's he's got kingdoms after kingdoms. He knows how to create a stable environment. And I've got to disagree on the on the empathy intelligence thing. It's not a binary one or the other. He spends the majority of his time a mix of the two. So there is a lot of that. Um, he'll, she'll get a lot of that interesting conversation from the both. Because it's not just a leadership thing. It's a philosophy thing. I think they, they both are interested in the world and how the world itself operates and how, you know, leaders rule the world. And I think she'd very much get a lot of uh, interest from him, and she'd uh, she'd be very interested in, in him. And I think Taravengian would really enjoy having her around. Um, you know, she's a furukamis. She's she can do lots of things for him uh, in terms of. Oh wait. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. But what so I was that's that's what, too. what I was going to yeah. say what, is Tindwell? what you're saying is that. Teravangian could use Tindwell. Yeah. He could use her, which is exactly what Tindwell doesn't want to be anymore. She doesn't yeah. want to be used. I think she wants to pursue her own interests, her own destiny. So sure she might research Teravangian, but they're not uh, what, gonna be Teravangian. Of- okay. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> ben, you're you're digging us into a hole, Ben. <laughs> no, 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 I've got this. Because here's the thing, Teravangian already has loads of heirs. He already has like ex-wives. He's done with that whole aspect of it. He's looking for a for someone he can sit down in front of the fire with after a hard day's work and be like, What is kingdom? <laughs> what is kingdom? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. that's what he says. Yep. Yeah. Uh see, <laughs> the thing is, is that Tindwell is a researcher. Teravangian is a researcher. They have that in common. They're, they're not researching each other. They're going to research the problems of Roshar and Skadriel together. Okay? And, you know, I, I don't think it would be a physical relationship. Because Teravangian, like, he, he doesn't seem to ha- have that interest anymore. So, uh, that, that, that's fine. It'll be a deep intellectual connection uh and that sort of romance and not not the physical aspect and i think that's totally fine and teravangian will rule the world and he'll be very stable he can uh talk with tindwell uh and be very empathetic and also have that intellectual connection and tindwell could really you know on the bad days, either way, Tindwell can really, you know, help Teravangian evolve. 
Uh, and really, uh, I think I've, I think I've made my decision. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I'm going to give this one to Grace and Matt. Yeah. Well, no. it, was, it was really close. It was really close. Eric, you, Eric, um, and Ben, you really almost got me, um, with the, you, you almost got me. It was like the part about like them researching together and Ben, you are hilarious. Kingdom. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what is kingdom? <laughs> um, but Grace, it was your point um, about how how he he's different from day to day, and like she can't have both the compassion, like the the most compassion and the most intelligence at the same time. That 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 swung me. So, congrats. That was a great point. I think that yeah. was a that really was a great... interesting one to ship, and rip, it was. You know, like that, yeah. that one had <laughs> some pros and some against, and so that I thought I that was, was like, really good. I thought I was gonna like fall more on one side more quickly. Quickly, but by the time you guys all got going, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. I like that. After point when you cut us off. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you want to? I was, I was going to say, Tindville was willing to sacrifice her life to stop like tyranny. And is she going to tolerate Teravangian trying to take over the world? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, see, that's like that, that's where I was with you. It's sort of yeah, like, it's her, sort of like there's ethic. a difference. They both may like the same kinds of things, but if their values are too different. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that, I think that just, was just Grace's think about main all point. the research that Teravangian does by like murdering <laughs> yeah. tons of people. So yeah, much yeah, research. The point <laughs> about point ethics and values. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's true. The, the, the point I had for Ship that I would have put out if I was on the other side uh, yeah. was that she would also know what it's like to be smart and dumb because with sync oh, minds, oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. Rukimis can actually yeah. alter their intelligence. A oh. common experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's nice. Yeah. Well, but, you know what, Matt? You're <laughs> you're up next for judging, and Ooh. the four team is going to be Eric Shannon. And the against team's base, <laughs> Ben Grace. Right. And what are we shipping? We are shipping Rayadin oh, and no. Tensoon. <laughs> Do I remember enough about Tensoon? So Do just to, to remind us that Rayadin is the pro, uh, one of the three protagonists from Elantris. Uh, he eventually <laughs> figures out the secret of Elantris and restores it. Uh, he's generally... Just a very, very much a good person. Tensoon is a Chandra from Mistborn, and uh, he, he's very gruff. Uh, and he and Vin had a good thing. Yeah, this, this one's a little tougher. I, I, I must admit. Uh, I'm just like, I'm not sure. I really because I have, like know exactly where I'd go for four. And I'm trying to think of like how to argue. Damn it, Grace. I, I've got. I've got I've, oh wait, are we against? Damn it, you're yeah, against. against. Yeah, you're against. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You're again. It's not actually the personalities. I feel their personalities are no. I'm just going to get going. I feel their personalities are far too vastly different. Not even in yeah. opposite attracts. But we have a guy here who always sees the he sees the best in the world. He's like he's like I got turned into a weird zombie monster, but I'm going to help people still, even as a yeah. weird zombie monster. Um, and you know he sits down. He he does a lot of research and work, and that's 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 what he's like. He's there's a lot of scholarly types in the Cosmere, and he's one of them. Um, whilst Tensoon, on the other hand, is, is as I said, he's gruff, he's, he's grumpy. He spent his whole life seeing the worst of people and doing the worst to people. That's going to affect his view of the world. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be able to gel with that silver lining kind of guy. He's going to be like, no, everyone sucks. What are you on about? Like, 
Well, the thing is, Tensoon has an arc in Mistborn One, and his arc—he has this secret longing, like for that goodness in people. He was—he could never have been won over by Vin um, if he didn't have this inside him. You know, the reason he—the reason he is so grumpy and like thinks the worst of people is a defense mechanism. You know, like that's that—that's how he protects himself. But it's not what he really desires. It's not what he really wants. It's not what he really believes. So if he was. You know, if he could like watch Rayodan in action, like someone who's like in like the most hopeless situation, like you, like you could be in, like he, the only thing he has to look forward to is suffering and like a non death, and yet still pick himself up and try, like Tensoon would be won over by that. You know, like he can't not be won over by that. That is like such a purity of like of spirit and strength, and like just he. How could how could he not fall for that? And see, he has. He and Raiden have this shared experience of being exiles, right? So Raiden was cast into Elantris as an outsider, and Tensoon felt like an outsider, not just among the Chandra, because he was a third generation, and the third generation Chandras were always seen as kind of, you know, more rogue, but also most of his life he was out among you know the the final empire he was was kind of an exile of the chandra itself in a way and so they really have that uh, connection of being outcast together and you know what i think tensoon definitely can see the good in raiden they also have you know they're in these transformations Right. And so Tensoon knows what it's like to be different people. And Raiden was this weird Elantrian zombie thing. Right. And who who would understand such magic better than a Chandra who is itself not human? And I, I really think Raiden and Tensoon can really have a, a really good connection as well. Because underneath that gruff exterior, Tensoon is a lover. He's a lover. And and Tensoon probably can really get into someone who's, uh, you know, more quiet, you know, more of a scholar, right? It's it's the opposites attract sort of thing. They have enough (laughs) shared life experience, but their personalities, they can complement each other. And if they ever need to ride into battle, uh, we can have an Elantrian on a wolfhound just being awesome. And they'll be Uh, awesome together. Grace, help. I I think think there is a level of trust inherent in a relationship that I don't think Tensoon and Raiden could achieve. Because, you know, they are both kind of, at points, somewhat duplicitous people. Like, they they do, like, lie to the people around them to achieve their goals. And I think if their goals conflicted, which I think they would when they first meet, I think they would try to just um, end up lying to and manipulating the other person and I, I don't think that that is a good foundation for a relationship. Mm. I think that based on like, we're not talking about ideal experiences here because here in the Cosmere, things are pretty life and death. Um, <sighs> sometimes people don't have a choice about who they're paired with. And, you know, 
Rayodin doesn't Rayodin doesn't get to choose his life circumstances and and just say like well you know like in the depths of like the worst parts of what he was going through well I don't like exactly how you mesh with my personality so go off and you know it's sort of like anyone who was who was willing to kind of come come along with him um he needed he needed that support and you know like and just that time together would be enough to to help them bond and you know like like we were talking about for Tensoon to see okay maybe this guy does have something real and for Rayodin in turn you know to be able to see you know like um whoever like the people who supported him in Elantris during like the zombie zombie time the zombie era of Elantris <laughs> zombie era <laughs> as it's known as it's known the zombie era um none of them were necessarily like super nice and helpful he had to he had to convince them and he really had to win them over so I don't think that's like that's a point against them you know He's like persuasive. the fact that they would that they would you know like the fact that that he had to fight for that he would have to fight for it to like to, to win someone over is not Rayodin loves that apparently you know he he'll <laughs> see that conflict and go straight into that and he will win anyone over anyone yeah. and, he, and I think he's ten, persistent i think he would he would be able to see that 10 soon is worth it you know like this he's a softie yeah. he yeah. he you know and when you win 10 soon over he'll put his life on the line yeah which we know so we know we know that this could be a strong pairing if only they're given a chance to see the good in each other which they would i have a point Okay. Uh-huh. So Tensoon is in the form of a dog, and he really likes being a dog. And is Raiden okay with that? Like, you got to ask yourself: Would Raiden be okay with that? He's Doesn't not have only to be in a, a sexual dog. relationship, but he can choose to be something else if he Look, felt the need. Whatever Raiden is into, Tensoon can be, and I think that's an advantage, not a disadvantage. Uh, and we don't know enough about what Raiden's bed life is, and maybe he's into that. You know, we don't know. Tensoon uh, spent hundreds of years being who other people told him to be. I think in a relationship, Tensoon needs someone who will accept him as he is without asking him to change anything. And so, you know, saying that Tinsoon can become anything Rayadin wants him to be is to me a point against the ship because <laughs> if he has to ask Tinsoon to change, then it's already like not good for Tinsoon and it's already going to like fail okay, from the outset. Let's, let's be honest. Okay, let's be that, honest though. Okay. Rayadin would see the best in Tinsoon and inspire Tinsoon. It, yeah, it wouldn't be like he's between, asking Tensu. There's, there's to a do difference that. between telling someone to be someone else, you know, and there, you know, like, and there's a difference between what goes on in bed versus what goes on in your heart. Yeah, um, yeah there is. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. <laughs> In terms of like who Tensoon is as a person, the personhood of Tensoon, Ryudan wouldn't be like, you have to change for me. You have no, to. Never. Yeah. Never. If if Tensoon is inspired to change, you know, like and you know, healthy healthy relationships do require compromises on some level. So yeah. which is not which is not going to the core of I need you to change who you are as a person. Yeah. Same. This is a Rayden, this is very workable. Rayden would find that gruffy, dirty <laughs> exterior and shine that away into a bright, shining spiritual ideal of Tensoon. Okay? <laughs> Rayden would find the good dog underneath all the dirt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I think I've made a decision okay. unless there's uh, okay. okay. Save yeah. us. Save us. Um, we're just <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting one because I really like both of these characters. I think I'm gonna have to give it though. I'm surprising myself with this to the rips. What? <laughs> what? I thought we did a really good job, Shannon. How dare you? I thought we did a great job. I don't even think I sunk you there, Shannon. I thought I had some good no, points. You did a great job. What is I, that talking about? I thought for sure that you were getting it. <laughs> no, I, I was I was following along, but then it was just I was just getting, I got caught in the friend zone and it was like, oh, it's hard to imagine them together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Like all of these and like all the gruff personas that Rayadin like reforms, like Galadon are like his friends. And like, I was just like, I just got like best friend vibes. Oh, he could date Galadon. And then also, I think the focus on the like, the Rayadin reforming people it got a little, I was like, okay, but then what else is there besides this like reforming energy? <sighs> and then I just never got the what else is there. And yeah. Curses. I don't know. Maybe I let the debate go on too long because I was definitely <laughs> like pro ship. But then as it kept going, I was just like, oh. I well, thought about the Galadon connection. Keep talking. Oh. No. I about the Galadon connection, but then I was like, no, I don't want to say that because I think that'd be a point in its favor. Yeah. <laughs> I do like shipping people with their best friends. So it's true. I mean, in, yeah. in the fiction. So that's to me, that would be like a win. I agree. Yeah. So, so sorry. The arguments were very good, but Can't in the end, <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, Unbelievable. I did not get, I didn't get chemistry. Yeah. I didn't. I was trying to go with a story angle, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. it was a good story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ben is judging now. <laughs> I did my best, Shannon. I'm sorry. No, uh, you did great. Okay. Yeah, you, you guys. Yeah, you guys both did well. Sorry. Part of this is it's not who necessarily debated the best. Yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. Uh, so, Ben, you're judging. And we have the Doom group of four being Shannon Matt and against <laughs> is Grace Eric. Uh, and uh, who do we have here? Oh, Grace, we're doomed. You know why? It's yeah, Honor slash Tanavast and Nail. <laughs> <laughs> right, going in with an open mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're not doomed. I, I I think I have a plan. I have a plan here. You have a plan. Yeah. See, uh, well, I'll start then. I'll start. I, I know what Go I want to do. Go for it. If you have a point. Here's the thing with the heralds and honor. <laughs> Honor's taken, and honor isn't <laughs> isn't in to these mortals. You know, he just he just isn't. He has that. You know divine it, it like a god and worshiper i don't know i just don't think that that would really just work on a romantic level like he's sending nail off to go uh imprison some fused i guess and that's not like an act of love for nail it's it's for if, love of the world even if it Rashawn. did work Nail isn't the human that like honor would go for because 
Nail's view of honor is warped. Nail's yes. view of honor is the odium interpretation of honor. And that's not who honor really is. Because honor, honor isn't necessarily just about, like the way Tanavas interprets honor, honor is not just about following oaths completely the way Nail interprets it. Honor has a love of humans involved, a love of yep. people, like a kindness, a wanting to help. And everything we've seen of Nail has just shown that he doesn't have that. And additionally, I think the relationship would be kind of abusive for Nail to get into because Honor sent Nail to be tortured for thousands of years. And would, is that a healthy relationship to, to be in with the person who committed you to thousands of years of torture? No, that's. That is an abusive relationship. Yeah, you don't even get von Stockholm syndrome involved because Honor's not the one imprisoning him, so it just doesn't work on any level, really. You know what they have in common? <laughs> Ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Both of them have been, um, had their sanity all of a sudden start slipping and slipping and slipping and go down. Um <laughs> Because right now we know, like the, the Stormfather is an honor. Honor is like the original guy who, all of a sudden, started to have his priorities shift. Something went terribly wrong. These are two lost people who need to. Who I think I think the story here is that they both find themselves at the bottom, like very different and warped from who they used to be, and they have to find a way back to healthy personhood together. Like they both like started out with the same values, you know. Mm -hmm. um, like they like they both believed in in like the concept of honor. Like both so obviously for the obvious reasons so strongly, um, but both of them have lost their way. And I think I think the the journey here is is the story of like it's not it's not that both of them, you know, could or should be like lost in the mire together. I think I think there's a powerful reformation story of like finding honor again. And I think that's what both of them need. Yeah. And I, I think also, you know, they're they have that common experience of, you know, falling apart, but they've fallen in different directions. And so I think they can also help each other meet back in the middle. You know, you have that, um, that story of the, you know, the skybreakers are dividing the guilty from the innocent and the wind runners are more about, you know, what's emotionally like more honorable. And like, we know the honor spread are maybe closer to what honor was kind of the path he was going down. And so I think, he could help nail see again what is you know what is honorable not just what is legal and i think also nail could help you know provide parameters and uh rules and structure that would maybe help tanavast from going off the off the deep end right and to the point about this um relationship or the power dynamics okay sure there there is a power differential in some ways but nail <laughs> is also ways. The which you know it happens anytime you have a shard in a relationship right you can't get away <laughs> yeah, you know as you do. But, but nail is the it's less than it would be in other yeah exactly nail is the herald who feels okay challenging honor so if honor is going to be with a mortal or a non-shard, it has to be someone like Nail 
who's willing to say, no, I'm going to challenge the status quo. I'm going to swear that last oath and be law into myself. And, uh, yeah. See, like a power, a power differential is not inherently wrong or abusive. It's a sign that you have to be careful. That's all it is. And for, but I think the point that you guys are missing is that, yes, you know, they have both kind of fallen from like their original ideals of honor, but it was this relationship between them initially and the oath pact that caused them to fall apart. You know, they, they don't need, they are enabling each other in this unhealthy relationship and making each other get worse in this idea of, you know, oh, honor is just about oaths and like humanity is bad and going to destroy itself and we should support the singers, you know. Those those were both kind of things that we know Tanavast and Nail by the end kind of believed, you know, because Tanavast was raving at the end that humanity was going to destroy Roshar. And that's, you know, why Nail is kind of... Dr- one of joining the singers because he believes you know they're the original people and just them being together is just further enabling of this relationship and them getting worse i think what they both need is to find is to just fully separate from that and find someone outside of this relationship who can help them heal without you know enabling this very abusive dynamic that has existed in the past between them exactly exactly grace i think you're making some value judgments here that i don't think necessarily impact the quality of the relationship because like okay so nail and honor maybe have a different sense of morality or right and wrong than we might have but that doesn't mean they wouldn't work together right and so who's to say you know maybe humans are ruining roshar and you know maybe honor and nail do need to do what they need to do. And then they can just be together and be happy on this little utopia they've created by, you know, their, their values are the same. And we, we know like, like for villainships, that's important too. I mean, mm-hmm. when you, when, when you think about like what makes a relationship work, like there can be other things that are opposite, like um, some, some aspects of personality, but when it comes to values, if those are aligned, that's what makes the stronger relationship. But right now um, they, they both have like this kind of rigid way of thinking. Um, like they both are kind of like warped in the same way. And just because, you know, there's a, there's a unhealthy way as Grace said, but that doesn't make the relationship not work. And also there's a pass to like the healthier side of the, of the relationship as they could possibly mm-hmm. relearn what this is together. Um, it's important to both of them, you know, like why, why would they can't, they can't abandon honor at this point. It's so central to both of their characters. I just don't think that they can help heal each other. Like that whole thing about them healing each other. They're going to make each other worse. No no one should depend on any other person, but I mean, in terms of like support on the journey, like you still need a, you know, you, you could use a partner Mm -hmm. and if you have someone else who's in the same hole as you, um, you know, if you're, if you're, that's, that's, that's on everyone that's, else. We have to get external support. No one should depend fully on the romantic partner for anything. That's, that's okay, like the but, blind leading the blind here. But yeah, in terms of external Not, support, you know, on your journey to recovery, everyone fails. No one, no one goes through perfectly. <clears throat> and 
what happens when they make an oath to get better to each other and one of them breaks it? How is the other person going to react to that? Because they view following oaths so highly. And in addition, <laughs> like, should male even be in a relationship right now? Wait, I don't think they would. I've, I've, I've made my decision. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> because, because the thing is, is whilst I, Matt, I think you had one of the more compelling arguments before, and I have to agree with, with the rip it, because I agree with the point that they would make each other worse. They are the reason each other are in this point, point at the point that they are in the yeah, first place. Yeah, it was really, really great that you said that, Matt. It was really helpful, actually. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're why they're like that, and so I don't see them helping each other get better. Like, it just it just, it just doesn't work in my mind that, that, you know, they're too different to each other, but they're also too, for their both broken mentally. I found Grace. So, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. That was a weird matchup. That was, that tough. was, that was tough. That was, I thought I, it was, was... going to be easy for, but when I thought about it, it's like, no, these are terrible. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they're terrible for each other. I really was... tried to give it a chance. I gave the four real good chance. Well, and they're both characters that don't have a lot of chemistry either. Yeah. yeah. So, was, like, putting a... them together, like, if either of them had been paired with, like, a more dynamic, mm-hmm. um, but they're both kind of chilly and, and distant so yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about to make the point of like nail said he can't feel emotions should he be in a relationship at all <laughs> what's the lots of pe- some people can't feel emotion that's yeah and anyway <laughs> fine. i'm i'm gonna die on the hill of just because it's not healthy doesn't mean it doesn't work just yeah okay yeah okay <laughs> i think it it's re- reasonable to be skeptical though uh, <laughs> All right, Grace. You put me on the four team. I'm already- <laughs> Look, the random number generator put you on the four team, okay? Uh, Grace, you are judging. The four team is Ben Shannon, and the against okay. team is Matt Eric. And who we got here is Marsh and okay. Lynn Devar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so marsh why did you do this was, to me? i don't number generator did this uh so marsh is oh, the god. inquisitor from miss Bornero one kelsier's brother uh who survived until uh, the end was controlled by ruin for a while uh lindavar is shalon's dad who's a, a really awful person <laughs> have fun fours i'm going i'm going straight in i'm going straight in do you know what these both people care about so much more than pretty much anything else in the world family they are both, they care about family linda Var, terrible horrible person but you know what he managed to make sure his family continued living the life that they had it wasn't a great life because he was a terrible person but he, he still wanted to keep that household together he wanted to keep them going he sacrificed everything so that his children could still live the lives that they were living. Marsh, Marsh was just Marsh's kid cared so much about Kelsia. He also saw. Uh, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> these people both make choices. They both put like their family like first, and so yes. like they put their important people on the top, and they will do what 
whatever they can what they will go to like the bottom dregs of like the worst kind of like actions because their family is so important to them if they were important to each other there was nothing they wouldn't do for each other they would burn the world down for each other if exactly they, you know. so it's just it like this I- this is a this fire this ship is like a burning fire of passion. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this shit is a Fast and the Furious movie in the making. I, I disagree because Marsh would absolutely see his family dead to save the world. Yes, like Marsh absolutely. and Kelsier have a complicated relationship. There's yep. love there, but there's also a lot of anger. And Marsh's and big thing is he's he's uncompromising about his dedication to a cause. Right? In the Mistborn books, he is willing to do anything to free the sky and work towards the Lord ruler. And he has no patience for, you know, selfishness and vanity and a lot of things that Lynn Davar, like Lynn Davar is a creature of ego to some extent, right? It all revolves around him. He's building up his family for his own benefit. He doesn't care about their happiness. He wants a legacy. He wants wealth. He wants power. And those are all things Marsh has no patience for and things that he hates about his own brother right he, he literally hates Kelsey for ego. those the things for, for his ego right and so like marsh wants to save the world he's the good one he's the dependable one he wants to save the world and so lynn's goal of like saving his family at the expense of the world in some ways um would be directly counter to everything that marsh stands for and you know maybe in another relationship that uh, difference in opinion might work but for marsh he's so uncompromising his cause is everything and so i don't think he could be with someone like lynn and i think marsh would drive lynn crazy because he'd be like stop preaching at me um i just want to get stuff done <laughs> you, you said basically everything i want to say but yeah it, marsh <laughs> doesn't like kelsier uh, in many respects Marsh was in the rebellion before Kelsier was, and that was his whole dream of overthrowing the Lord Ruler. And Kelsier basically stole that from him in re- some respect and stole uh, Mare away, too, because Marsh loved Mare. So, like, that's a problem. So Marsh does not care about his family above all. He cares about the mission. That's what he cares about more than anything. And like, Kelsier is all right. And, you know, he'll. Kelsier's all right. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it's not like it's not like Lynn. Lynn squeezes family members until their heads pop off, basically. Uh, Well, I guess Lynn got his head kind of popped off, but, you you know, (laughs) but, you know, Lynn squeezes until they're dead. uh, And that just it. Marsh doesn't feel about family the same way and i think that the 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 way that they are both so uncompromising is what makes this dynamic so interesting um because (laughs) (laughs) because i think it's really fun when when you have two people who are strong-headed but neither is going to like bend to the other um so i think like this is not gonna be a healthy relationship but it's gonna be very fun to watch see what happens when they're in a room together see how they interact and see who wins see who comes out on top that's interesting i want to see what happens you know like when they're at odds but still in a relationship this is like this is like peak hate ship i love this i want to see what happens when they try to make this work 
you know, behind closed doors, but out in the world, their values keep coming into conflict. This is fun and interesting. I, that's what I'm thinking, because I keep trying to come up with arguments for, uh, sorry, I keep trying to come up with arguments for, and they keep going Not every the ship has way. to be sweet and saturine. <laughs> this, is, this is a hate ship. Yeah. yeah, this is, they, these guys will hate each other, but they're, they're like, yeah. their values would be the same, but their mission, as you put it, Eric, would be, would be so different. Because obviously one is, one is trying to fight the injustice in the world, the other one is just trying to bring his own, uh, is trying to do his own uh, legacy, build that up in the world. And those would come into conflict, but they'd come to, that'd be a fiery conflict that would be. This is a real kind of conflict that like, you know, that people actually have. It's sort of like, do I put like my life's goal above my family or do I put my family first? This is like, this is the meat of like the classic, like people who get married and find out that, you know, like what they put above everyone else. You know, this is, this is something fun and interesting to work through. It's not, it's not a sign that it's going to fall apart at like the first at the first sign of trouble. This I, is this is this is a conflict that you know like people who care about each other have to discuss and get and get through. What, I is Mark the discussy person or is he the lop your head off with an axe person? Because I don't because I, I don't I, I don't see any scenario where Marsh looks at Lynn and doesn't be like you're awful and uh, I, you're you're dead. The world is better for you not being around. Your kids hate you you're a piece of garbage and he just lops his head off and i don't think that they have similar values at all okay um and i i also think um that we're forgetting when we're phrasing things as a hate ship one thing we're forgetting is marsh's personality like he's known as iron eyes marsh is cool he is cold judgment and so would a hate ship really work for someone mm. who isn't putting his passion out there. Yes. And also like Lynn there's, there's is not about one kind of fight. That's all hate isn't fiery. You can have yeah. a cold also a cold iron hatred. Remember, Lynn is all about himself and he's encouraging violent tendencies in others. His family is getting more and more violent and darker. Whereas Marsh, like Marsh isn't a villain. Like you do this villain ship, but Marsh is a hero. Marsh is the one who, despite it all, resisted Ruin's influence. And at that last moment, removed the earring. He put all the pieces together, removed the earring, and allowed Vin to ascend, which, you know, like he played that key role. He's a hero, and he was able to control his emotions, keep them under. And because of that, I don't think this hate ship scenario would actually work because Marsh would overcome those emotions, that toxicity, and he wouldn't let it rule him. Uh, which would be necessary for that way, way of uh, proposing the ship. Uh, it, it just wouldn't work. Well, that's like assuming we're in a situation where Marsh always has like the powers. You know, just like I was in a pic- picturing a scenario where they both are more equal in like terms of what they can do and w- in which terms it's sort of like it's not obvious that Marsh is going to come it on top, which is how I like to picture a hate ship. But that's just me. I like I it to like- be a fight. I'm thinking pre pre Inquisitor Marsh because post Inquisitor Marsh <laughs> can do can do anything he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even even then, like even if he doesn't have the power to stop Lynn, that doesn't mean that he's not gonna hate everything that Lynn stands for, but control his hate. own hatred to the point. 
because he <laughs> he there would the hate would be there in what he stands for, but Marsh can control that, and so he wouldn't let it rule it, overcome him, and get him into this toxic situation. Which, while you know, maybe titillating to watch, um, Marsh would not. Um, Marsh wouldn't let it get to that point. No, never. So, so uh, Ben Shannon, you guys, you guys put up a decent fight. I'm gonna have to give this to Matt and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think That's if you had, I think if you had made the argument that Lynn would be attracted to Marsh because Marsh is someone he can't control, I might have been more. Because I think that would be. Oh, that was just what I. Yeah. That, that's a fair. That's a fair argument. I think I just struggle to imagine Lynn being attracted to anyone. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough. Right, Matt. For continuity, do you want to close that door? Because it's really bothering me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was waiting. <laughs> cool. Sorry, I, I did tell people that I was recording in here. Oh, no, it's fine. There was probably a for, forget. Yeah. A forget. forget. All right. Ooh. Oh, man. We have probably one of the spicier ones here. I'm judging. Ooh. Okay. Who's for? Who's against? Ben Grace is for. Against is Shannon Matt. I've been against like every time. Have you? <laughs> you you have been, been against for... more than you've been for. That is true. I've been for I've been for once, and it was nail and honor. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna but I'm gonna I'll switch one again. later. So, I yeah. know that that's the problem with the randomness that I was gonna try and fix. But you you you're you're you're, you're gonna be against for a bit. I'm sorry, Matt. No, that's I'm the fine. opposite, but, or Matt. I'm. I've been against once. Yeah, so, I know it, it should average out eventually, but I switched Wait. one later. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I haven't been against. This is my first time. Okay, okay. So, okay. Ben Grace are four against is Shannon Matt, and who do we have? We have Odium slash Race and Lyran. <laughs> 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 can't make this up it's too good so uh odium is uh odium <laughs> the, the the big bad of stormlight and uh Liren is calvin's dad a very stubborn stubborn man yep have fun guys <laughs> <laughs> i think for many reasons that we've already discussed in past ships this one will not work for any reason um in terms of like in terms of like being a, a huge power differential with a shard um but also completely opposite values and ethics and personality you know that that kind of power differential with with these um with these traits it's not good. This is this is not going to be a healthy or safe relationship for Liren, and I think automatically that disqualifies it from from being healthy in any way. Um, Liren Liren has strong ethics, even if we don't necessarily agree with it. You know, he he has a strong a strong value that aligns more with honor than with odium. Like his whole thing so far is about um, resisting the lower base urges. Um, even, you know, that, that that's what he believes. And that's totally incompatible with someone like odium. 
Well, and Lyran, Lyran hates violence. He's, uh, he's uncompromising in his violence. And he's always like, you know, think with your head, don't feel with your heart, you know, like when you're saving people, um, which is exactly against everything Odium stands for. And it's not in a opposites attract way because of what Odium is. Odium isn't a... Odium destroys that, that which opposes him. And Lyran will never give in like Liren is willing to sacrifice everything for his principles right you know like when Kaladin was like I want to be a soldier Liren wasn't like okay I don't agree with it but I still support you he was like you're dead to me so <laughs> um yeah just not seeing any room for uh Liren not you know not compromising and Odium just blasting him off the face of the earth so so, um, I think <laughs> so excited <laughs> because we know Liren doesn't care who is in power as long as things are peaceful. He doesn't see Liren. Liren is not someone who would see a difference between Odium and Honor as long as one of them is in power. Additionally, you know, Liren has already lost one son and you know, the other one thought he was dead. And I could really see Liren making a deal similar to the way Teravangian did to save Kaladin and the life of the people in Hearthstone. And so I think that's, that's how the first step of how Liren would first, you know, meet Odium is by making a deal like that to save some people. And he would view it as okay because he doesn't view odium as any difference as long as you know they're that that group that he cares about has the ability to live in peace he would be okay with it and you know i think i think liran could actually be a candidate for odium's champion because you know this what this this (laughs) battle is shaping up to destroy the world and liran is uncompromising in what he believes in and what he believes in is saving lives no matter the cost so if he could become odium's champion and win this duel and because of that you know roshar the desolation will stop and these people would be saved liran would do it in a heartbeat like that's that is something that he wouldn't do without even thinking and he would consider that to be the moral choice and i think Odium, I think Odium, honestly, would love Liren because Liren cares about people, cares about saving people, cares about stopping people from dying. And do you know what people who are dead can't do? Feel passion. And so Odium wants people to stay around because the more people that are around, the more people can feel passionate feelings, um, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And that's what Odium wants. Odium wants that world of of passionate people who can who who can live their lives away, you know, and <laughs> and Liren could give that to him, and that's why I think Odie, Odie would love Liren. I, 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 I have to disagree though on the point about Liren saving lives at any cost because he explicitly the cost does matter to him. Like he will not kill someone or take up arms to save a life or to get an end. You know, for him killing under or fighting under any circumstances it is wrong and there is no greater good odium is a creature of vision he will do anything he can 
to get to his end goal, his greater good, his end game. Whereas for Liren, it's about actions. Liren, you know, wants to save lives. He wants to do what he can. He wants to do the best with what he has, but he will not compromise and take an action he does not agree with in, in the service of a greater goal. To him, you know, how he lives and the actions he takes are more important than any, any goal or any end game or any um, uh, object, objective or greater purpose. In terms of like doing the math and seeing like who, what, who, how many people am I willing to kill? How, you know, in terms of Odium does that all the time, whereas mm-hmm. that's something that Liren is completely opposed to. And there's a big difference between being, being able to endure anyone's rule and liking that person's, you know, as a person, liking that ruler as a person, like those 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 two are not necessary. One does not lead into the other, really. Um, you can you can be able to survive like someone distantly who who like whoever sits on the throne, um, and and finding it doesn't necessarily need to affect the day to day. Versus going up to that person and seeing that this person is willing to kill, this person is willing to um, slaughter and take up arms and do all these things that I hate. Like Liren, Liren genuinely despises all these things that Odium is is willing to do, and maybe even likes, because Odium seems to get some kind of enjoyment out of that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just just completely incompatible once you get to like a person to person level. Yeah, and and keep in mind, Liren is also small picture, right? Like he focuses on I'm going to save this life, I'm going to make things better for this person. And it's kind of small picture one at a time. Whereas Odium only thinks in big picture to the extent that he misses some of the little things, right? Like he's all about whatever his, you know, grand designs are and, you know, his plans for Dalinar and Roshar and all of that and the singers and the fuse. So I I think there's even a a conflict. Like no matter, no matter how good a foot that Odium and Lyrum get off on, it's going to fall apart. Like the second Odium does his thing, he's not going to stop doing his thing just because Lyrum asks him to, he's just going to, Odium's going to Odium. So no matter, no matter how good they start, it's going to fall apart. Like, like almost immediately. But I, I think Matt, that that's why they would work so well together. (laughs) They have very complimentary, you know, skill sets. Lyrum, Lyrum does look out for the little guy. And I think I think Odium needs someone by his side who will remind him of that. Who mm. you know, clearly, you know, it's Odium clearly does have the capacity to care about people, like individuals. You know, we see that with the fuse, the way he treats them. And it's it's very <laughs> <Odium's> side. <laughs> and, Please continue. Someone like Liren, who is so uncompromising in his beliefs, could take that like goodness inside Odium and caring about individuals and bring it out. And at the same time, I think Odium's kind of big picture look, the ability to see that is something that he could kind of share with Liren and that could really benefit Liren because you know Liren does want to save lives. And I think, you know, if maybe, you know, seeing the bigger picture like that could, you know, help him kind of grow into someone who can, like, save humanity's lives. Could even end up turning that, that big ball of hatred into something uh, that saves people instead of 
make it everyone die. But the thing <laughs> is, Lyrian's not willing to meet someone halfway or come, like, he's not willing to go there with Playbill. So how can he drop, he can't bring Odium out of himself. He can't redeem Odium because he's so judgmental. He would just be like, no, Odium bad. And he wouldn't, you know, open himself up or give the opportunity for that kind of dialogue to happen. And that also um, that also implies that Odium is also willing to compromise, which what what his goals are and how he does things. And I don't think that's a possibility either. I mean, no matter no matter how much he he might like a person, it's all about bending them to what he wants them to do. Um, this is he, he he's not gonna he's not gonna take in Liren's advice. He's he's gonna try and do the same thing and like try and win him over and bend his his principles. Which we think, which we know, Liren is not going to do. And and you mentioned earlier this deal, like that you know Liren could make a Carburantian style deal with Odium, like Teravangian did. But I think is I don't think Liren would ever make that deal because it would involve sacrificing the rest of the world, right? So Liren would never sacrifice the rest of the world for Hearthstone because that would mean you know subtracting life, which he's explicitly against. He's all about okay, I'm going to help this person. I'm going to help this person. And the world's going to work out how it's going to work out. But I'm just going to do my thing and do the best I can in any situation. So, so I think, man, this is this is surprisingly tough. I want to give an A-plus effort to Grace for going <laughs> all yeah. in. And it is Grace-ed so well. It's just like, well, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but that's really why they should be together. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much and, and i think i gotta give them the point because of it like i think it's so good even they obviously odium and lirin are terrible uh but like the, the the value of the argument was was so good that uh i gotta give it to grace and ben gotta give it to grace and ben yeah even though I, I, it was really funny because every time someone said things, I was like, huh, that's, that's a good point. That's a really good point. It's really good. Uh, so, Grace, I thought you were doing great until you brought up the fused, and I was like, don't bring up the fused, oh my god. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm shipping it. I'm shipping it. I want to wow. see Odium and Laren interact. Excellent. And wow. I want to impress. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go all in <laughs> all right that's the end of book five right there Larian is odium's champion sure yeah no i i think i think odium would really get a kick out of corrupting Lyran. i think Ooh, he I mean, would he would really way. love doing that yeah yeah mm. all right shannon you're judging Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four is Matt Eric, and against is also Grace Button. Oh, right. Grace. Who do we got here? Come on, good money, good money. You are. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Wait, what? Sorry, reading's hard, guys. Uh, which one? Which, which way around was it again? I'm forgetting. We four. Uh, you're against. Cool. Oh man. So we got Breeze Light Song. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's like finally I'm four. Yes, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I am the opposite of every team I've had to be on every time. <laughs> so I'll I'll start this one off. Breeze uh, and light song. Here you have got two charismatic, charming guys, right? Like they could think of the wit battles that they would have, and we know from Breeze's like friendship with ham that has a lot of chemistry that breeze loves wordplay he loves debate he loves to be clever and uh you know go head to head with someone and who loves just arguing for the sake of it light song (laughs) like their chemistry would be so so unreal they would you know they probably actually like maybe even hate each other a little at first but it would be that kind of friendly hate that it would be like they just it would be so engaging it would be so fun it would be so fun to watch and you know also like breeze he likes fine things he appreciates the good things in life light song you know has a perfect body he's perfect all around and he also you know has a palace and things like i i just see this working on like a lot of levels and i i think it'd be it would be super fun Yep. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to really add. It's like I think I think they sound awesome together. Like they they have the intellectual uh, capacity. They'll have tons of chemistry. Uh, Breeze will have whatever he wants, uh, and Breeze will be able to implement Light Song's plans and really see into who Light Song truly is. And really, wasn't Breeze, was Breeze like an, a more accountant-y type? No, um, he was just a noble. No. Yeah, he, he, he was from a noble family. Yeah. He, he was more of like a, a spy. Um, right. And you know, like Bree, Breeze's experience, like kind of playing both sides, using lots of different aliases. Light Song's background as being a... Um, he, what was he was some sort of bookkeeper he was a bookkeeper yeah bookkeeper yep. he accountant. was a bookkeeper before he a returned. bookkeeper accountant but who loves the idea of being an investigator right. right so he he loves the idea of that and i think breeze's past and his history would be very intriguing to light song and would be very interesting to him so so you've talked a lot about why why breeze would like light song but i think one thing about light song one important thing about Light Song that you're missing is that he always felt unsatisfied with life as a return because he valued, you know, things like family and just, you know, being with people he loved more than, you know, these physical things. So I think I think Light Song, once he got to know like Breeze and saw that Breeze liked these things you know, could view him as kind of um, like superficial and vapid. And I, I don't know if the, the attraction would be there because I think Light Song would want like a deeper kind of emotional connection that's not just based off of, oh, we're trading quips and, you know, we, bo- we like fine stuff. You know, he, he wants family, you know, that's... That's what he valued beforehand and what he really is missing as a return and why he always felt unsatisfied. And I think in the same way, he'll always feel a little bit of unsatisfaction with 
breeze at first, you know, I can see this relationship at first, you know, maybe taking off, but then I think very quickly Light Song would realize that there's something missing and that would grow into resentment. I'm, I completely agree, Grace. But the thing is, I completely agree with Matt. I do think they'd be the chemistry between each other would be great, but I can't see it going beyond a fling. They'd they'd meet. <laughs> they'd be they'd, they'd be trading quips. It'd be a lovely. It'd be a lovely evening. There, but I can't see it going beyond that because uh, Breeze Breeze is he's fickle. He 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 manipulates everyone. He's just constantly he's he's thrown out his soothing left, right, and center. He just he just. He likes to live life, just going from one thing to the other. Doesn't really care too much about people. The people, the person we see him do end up with is uh, Alrianne, who's someone who reigns him in, who can manipulate him just as much as he manipulates people around him. And I just can't see that lasting with, yeah. um, with Light Song. I think Light Song would get very, very bored of uh, Breeze very quickly, and I think Breeze would get bored of Light Song very quickly. And I just don't see them... It'd be really fun but very, very short. And and, I, right. and see, I disagree. I, I think you're not giving Breeze enough credit because Breeze has layers, right? And the thing is, what, you know, like he, he has this surface level of being very manipulative and fickle and very light and airy. But underneath it, you know, he has a depth. And, and at the end of the day, he does commit to Alrian, right? You know, like he, he that relationship seems very superficial on the, perp, on the surface. And you have Vin being very judgmental about it at first. But then as you peel back the layers, you see actually this is, you know, a relationship of of support and it, and it is something deeper and he does actually feel something. And, you know, I think Breeze for Light Song, you know, like Breeze, you know, aside from his allomance, he is very much like kind of an everyman, a regular person in some ways. And so I think Light Song would appreciate that. He'd be interested in hearing about Breeze's experiences. And then I think it would evolve into something deeper underneath. You know, even Light Song's chemistry with Blushweaver, who's also very manipulative, but he kind of sees who she is underneath, right? And at the end, uh, when she, you know, passes away, he, you know, their, their relationship never goes forward, but he kind of admits to himself, you know, like, I was really close to her. She was my really good friend. Um, and so I think those relationships kind of show that even underneath the great chemistry they'd have, they could build something lasting and very interesting underneath. And Light Song has those layers just like Breeze has. Mm -hmm. They can peel those mm -hmm. layers off together. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's a great like, metaphor. Like, like, That's my contribution. People, like, like Light Song likes about people is their mind, right? Like Blushweaver, he's yeah. not impressed with her like crazy rock and body and all the things yeah. she does. And, you know, Breeze is this really interesting, fascinating, intelligent guy who's like, Really kind important. of like Scott a paunch and like yeah. you know he's middle aged, but Light Song doesn't um, care about that. Super Light Song doesn't care about that. He, he finds the kind of you know vanity of the returned not as not as much, right? So he's he's into that. I'm ready. Okay. So 
put us out of our misery. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it to the ship it team. <laughs> so, that was really easy. Yeah, this is really like, one to argue. It was against. automatically like, of course, and the expansion on it like makes perfect sense. I'm like, you said everything I would have said in the four. So yeah, it, like yeah. Matt, you said everything I needed to say. I didn't need to say anything else because it's, it's like, just like they, we're done. They, they, they're both like two people who appear superficial, who like, but like when you get down underneath like the the fluffery, like they, yeah, just. <laughs> yeah. I think, I thank you, know. random well generator. Auto yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grace, you're you're doing great on. Uh, yeah, I know. Like you're those you're really some, like nailing it. So those are some good arguments against and. Like, I feel like this was a little bit like the Silmarasi of this one, where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone, like, <laughs> like everyone when, wanted to be arguing for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Matt, you're judging. Okay. Mm. Oh, man, there's, there's a few interesting ones coming up. So the teams are going to be for Ben Shannon against Eric Grace. <laughs> And we are going to have. Depends who it is. Don't celebrate. Oh <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, the exit one, please. Oh man. Uh, what do we got here? Roshek, the Lord Ruler. Great. Ten out of ten. And Denth. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're against Eric. We're against. Okay. <laughs> So Denth was uh, one of the five scholars uh, employed Vivenna, but was really pulling the strings all along and was uh, a friend of Vasher uh, until Vasher totally murdered his wife, who was Denth's sister. So that wasn't great. Uh, and Rashek is the Lord Ruler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see this working on. Yeah, so can I. I'm saying it many levels just because this is this isn't two people who are unhealthily spiraling um <laughs> together this is two people who are firm in what they what they they do like their values are set um they, they these are people who go to extreme lengths and sometimes very evil lengths um they're they're not gonna they're not gonna challenge each other they're not gonna they're not gonna grow together these are two people who just click they work they're gonna um, admire each other you know then to see what the lord ruler's done it was all like man you could do that that's a great <laughs> idea and then and then lord ruler would be like what have you been up to you did what man it'd <laughs> 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 be great <laughs> You know, like, and they both, they both have like quite a bit of like knowledge and power that I think that they would, uh, I think once they got over their initial distrust of each other, like would really, would really enjoy about like, you know, engaging and bouncing ideas off of each other and doing terrible things together. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think, I think this works in every conceivable way. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing about Denth and the Lord Ruler is that they were both charismatic leaders and i i don't think either of them would be willing to give up that position to to share it with the other person you know the the lord ruler was just by himself for thousands of years and you know we we know that he's very resistant to change and i think he would be very resistant to letting denth into that and you know in addition i would also like to say that Rashek, we know, hated the Clenny. And they were they were the people in power. And Denth comes from kind of a 
similar background of, you know, he and his sister Shashara, we know they have the royal locks. They were part of the royal family in some way, you know, and the the city that they're from is kind of this powerful culture <laughs> that oppresses the countries around them. And I think I think the Lord Ruler would look at Denth and would see the Kleni people that he hates kind of in Denth. And I, I don't think he would be able to to get over that hatred. I just I think he I, I think it's the opposite, but um, I, I, I honestly I I think you should give Reshek a bit more uh, a bit more do than than you are giving him. He's he tried a few things in those thousand years he was in power. He wasn't just he didn't just keep everything the same. He did we know he took he took wives. We know he had children. We know he tried various things. Um he was in a position where he had a lot of power. I agree. Um but he was in a position where sometimes he was like I, I don't want to be in power right now. We know he there was a scheme where he wanted to create an heir at one point. Um or let go of the uh, final empire. Let go of the final um, empire with one of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, we know that there was that happened. He he was a complex character for a thousand years. He wasn't unchanging. He wasn't an immediate evil emperor. He just kind of settled into that because that was the most stable way he found to rule. Um, and I think he would be more than happy to let someone in like Denth, who who I don't think wants to be the top dog. Denth likes you know being powerful, but I don't think would want to be the one responsible for everything. He likes having <laughs> control of things, but not the responsibility. It's quite kind of. He's not really in charge of any big organizations, is he? He's, I just, you know. I just don't think that they would have a romantic connection. Like, mm -hmm. I think the Lord Ruler could employ Denth and, but, but like a deep romantic connection with Denth and Rashek. I don't know if I just believe that because Denth it was a peacemaker in the Many War. The Lord Ruler. It's really hard to argue that he's a peacemaker with all the death and murder that he's done, that his society has made <laughs> commonplace. I don't think Denth deep down would approve. He would, at most, he would be like resigned and be like, yeah, I mean, I'll work for the either evil emperor, but he's not gonna like be like, oh man. Lord Ruler, I love you so much. Like he's he's that's not gonna be him. That's not gonna be him at all. Yeah, because that's not like what that's not a sweet and saturine relationship. That's not what all romance is. Um, sometimes it's like a meeting of the minds. Um, you know, like and like Ben said, um, the Lord Ruler wasn't always like this. He he does have depth. You know, he does have thoughts and feelings, and you know, and his own his own secret resentments and his own hopes. Um, his own desires, you know, it's not like, he's not just like when you get into the, to the place that death could be, it's not just like, oh, you're the faceless evil ruler of this country. Um, I think they could find like kindred spirits in each other, um, in terms of like how, just how they go about life. I think like they would be able to recognize that very quickly in each other that, ah, you know what, there is something of me in you. I can see that. Um, and just like build that, build that connection of, uh, and then like, that's something that, that can be built on. It's like, it's not just the, like the, the people that they have become over like these thousands, thousands of years, maybe. Um, I don't actually know how old Dent is. He's pretty old. Um, but just like this, they, like this is something that they both understand. Like this feeling of like, the, I'm not the person I used to be anymore. Um, I've, I've changed a lot. I've done things 
and and I think like this is something that they could actually really strongly bond over and uh, and explore. Like I think I think that's so interesting is like the the two like almost immortal or immortal people like coming together and like kind of figuring out oh how did you do this you know like and like and especially with like these two being kind of immoral people. Um, I, th I just think there's like, I, I don't think there would be like a, a conflict so much. Um, I think like, as long as like they, they could find like the bounds of like, this is the part that I'll control. And this is the part that you'll control. Like if death doesn't come in and try and take over, I think that this could be really a fruitful relationship. But death and the Lord ruler are both people who are shown to hold grudges for very 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 long times and i think any meeting other than other than a perfect first meeting are going to leave bad impressions in the other's minds and i just think that neither of them are people who would ever be able to move past that they would constantly be holding a grudge over that first meeting and honestly i, I don't see a scenario you know, where where they have a good first meeting. I think any situation they meet, they'd be on opposite sides. You know, the Lord Ruler comes from a rural background and, you know, held this empire for a very long time. Dense, you know, is from kind of a city. He's used to being in a cultural center. He, you know, organizes a rebellion to try to take down an emperor. And I, I think they would be opposed to each other. And I think once they met, they would just hold that grudge and, you know, would never be able to look past that. I think I'm going to call it. Uh-huh. Um, Eric and Grace, you were screwed. I know. <laughs> I know. We were. It was, it was so evil, hard. Evil, immortal boyfriends. And also, like, Rishek and Denth are, like, two of my favorite characters in the Cosmere. So, like, you would have really, like, you, you did a good job, but it, it was so it hard. Well I was together. like, it, it would have been very hard for me not to ship this. And yeah. I absolutely, I ship it to pieces. I love it. Um, so, yeah, this, cool. this go and, and, the, and the ships did a good job, too. It's not like... You just coasted. Uh, you, you, uh, you did. You did the work. Um, yeah. exactly. Rashek is like my, one of my favorite characters. I, I could probably ship him with anyone. Yeah. No, they would, they would be the best. Like Rashek would be the figurehead, and Denth would be like kind of going out and doing the stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they'd well, be evil they'd villains be the, together. Yeah, they'd be the emperor dragon couple, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I would, that's like, how I was picturing it. I was picturing yeah. like you know, Denth is like in the throne room off to the side, and you know, like and when they're alone, like this is when like they turn to each other and have their yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I totally <laughs> agree. Yeah, that was that was tough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Ben. You're judging. Oh, the four busted wig. Is Matt Grace. Ooh. And you guys. Oh man, these last two are, are spicy. It's gonna be Hraithen. Oh no. I really like him. <laughs> and Kaladin. <laughs> <laughs> so Hraithen was the Dorethi Jorn in Elantris uh, who eventually saved everyone and uh, Kaladin is uh, Kaladin Stormblast he's, he's pretty cool uh, who's Hagen? what book's that? 
Yeah, I, I don't know who Kaladin is. <laughs> uh, he's from game. this book series called Stormlight Archive. Uh, he's a Windrunner. Oh, okay. oh uh, is he Lyran's kid? Yeah, 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 Lyran's kid. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. He's a pretty minor character, though, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He he's not the main character much. at all. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be hard because Wraithen's like a main character, right? Like everyone knows who Wraithen is. There's not a lot of material on Kaladin to work with. <laughs> oh my god oh boy so i i think this ship works on a lot of levels um like both of them i think have had mental health struggles and what we've seen Hraithen do though um Hraithen is a very flexible thinker you know even though he's very rigid in his approach to life and he likes rules and likes things done a certain way he is someone who, despite that persona, is able to like question and come back and re-examine things and change. And we see we see him break out of kind of a negative cycle of thinking and a negative way of doing things. And um, even though he likes authority, he in the end goes against that authority to do what is right and what he thinks is right and ends up saving the day. And I think that's very similar to Kaladin and also who Kaladin is a character as a character and as a knight radiant, you know, honor spren, you know, it's about doing what's right. And so I think that shared goal could really bring them together. And also Raven's way of thinking could help Kaladin. Uh, you know, in Oathbringer, we saw Kaladin struggling with his next oath because he's kind of doing these circular thought patterns. And, you know, I think Raven could potentially help Kaladin break through that barrier and say, hey, let's look at this a different way. Let's think about this a different way um, and help Kaladin go through. Um, and uh, conversely, Kaladin's a very heroic, noble figure. And I think that's something Raven would find he could aspire to um, and uh, also work work towards. Yeah. And lastly, sorry, one more thing. Elantris... In Elantris, we get a great uh, hero-villain tension romance between Hraithen and Serene. And I think you could set up a very similar thing with Hraithen and Kaladin, where it evolves, like that mutual respect of an opponent evolves into real feelings. And since we have that track record of Hraithen's attraction working that way, um, I think it could work really well. Yeah, I think, I think in this scenario, they kind of start almost on opposite sides where, you know, Hraithen is always very part of the authority and Kaladin kind of fights against the authority. But I think as they get to know each other, they would develop very much a mutual respect. And, you know, Hraithen would help Kaladin to kind of see, oh, you know, not everyone in this authority is, you know, terrible and oppressive. And Hraithen would really admire Paladin just standing up for what he believes in. And I think, um, you know, Hraithen, I think what the scenario would be is Hraithen would kind of do as he did in Elantris and come around and make a sacrifice to help and protect people. And, you know, Kaladin obviously is very protective and, you know, protect those who cannot protect themselves. And I think, you know, Kaladin, in those moments, you know, could end up saving Raithen's life. And, you know, from there, you know, it'd be kind of like a rescue romance type thing. Very cute, but 
also they have that mutual respect and built off of it. And I think it would be just, you know, a very, very good moment of like this thing between them has kind of been like slowly building for a really long time, you know, kind of some verbal sparring. You know, we know Kaladin has some verbal sparring with mm-hmm. Shalon and Zrathan kind of does the same thing with Serini. So you get lots of very cute back and forths between them. <laughs> and then and then in this final moment, you have this big battle, you know, both of them willing to make the sacrifice. But then because they're both willing to make the sacrifice and they're both there, they end up protecting and saving each other. And then in that moment, you have like the big climactic confession of the feelings and a kiss. And, you know, it's just very, very, you know. And, you know, Raven would actually make an excellent Windrunner because so much of his motivation is about protection, too. Right. Like it's always for the greater good. Well, that's why he that's why he does things. He he's always like, I want to protect yeah. people and I want to bring it to the greater good. And so we need to unify everything. Yeah, but um, but Matt, Matt, come on. Hraithen is about the destination, not the journey. He's done horrible, horrible, horrible things that an honors friend would never be okay with. He overthrew and murdered <laughs> like all the people in the Duladel Republic. All the Republicans died. And Raithen was the cause of that. And but- so that's not a thing that Calden would be okay with. Because Calden, he had a moment in Words of Radiance where he could have done the greater good and killed Elhokar, but that would have broken his bond with Syl. And Raven, but- <laughs> and Raven, it would all be, oh yeah, for the greater good. I will do anything for the greater good, and he does. But the difference between those scenarios is, Raven knew that if he failed, the Fjordal armies were coming anyways. There, there's no scenario where or not where Duladel survived that. It's just how many people died. And Raithen was willing to do what he needed to save and protect the majority of the average Duladel people. And I think, you know, right now we see Kaladin really struggle with, I can't save everyone. Uh, Raithen is the perfect person to help Kaladin kind of get to that realization. I think that involves compromising Kaladin's morals and ethics in a way that is actually against the Windrunner ethos. Um, because I think like there, there's a difference between not being able to save everyone and being willing to kill people and to sacrifice them in order to, for the greater good. Like, I think that's, I think there exactly. is like a, actually, I think there actually is like oceans between like where, where their value judgments come from, like the source of like what they think is important. Even if, even if it sort of looks similar on the surface um, to save the most amount of people, I think there's a difference between doing that and like actively going and, and doing something like actually and doing the bad thing doing the murder um because it would be murder um that's that's what it is um and it's sort of like i just don't see i don't, I don't see this working romantically um because of like just their, their starting positions and values being so different i could see this being like maybe a friendship you know like i could see harrison's like flexible thinking being an asset but i can't see it I can't see it in the way of like Kaladin depending on this person, like what he needs from what he needs from a romantic partner. You know, what Syl points out as something that he needs is is lightness and joy. 
is Horacen light and joyful? <laughs> I, I, think, I think he would make a great friend. In, in, but you know, not not something that Kaladin is attracted to, not something that he's looking for in a romantic partner. I just don't, I don't, I just don't think that the the emotional support or the value alignment or just what he needs in, as like personality wise is there. Friendship, sure. Romance, no. Totally. Agree. And see, I I have to disagree because I think that. You know, part of the core of Fraithen, what we're missing here is that his arc is a redemption arc, right? And so I don't think you can say, oh, look at everything he's done in the past. Him and Kaladin aren't compatible because of everything he's done in the past. Because we know Fraithen is in the process of changing and evolving. And I think he's, you know, becoming a better person, just like Kaladin is. And I think it kind of, you follow that, like they kind of have these, um, complementary journeys and so you can really yeah. see a narrative where you know they start cross purposes and then it evol- like we said before evolves into mutual respect understanding and just because Syl thinks Kaladin needs a partner who will like lift him up and bring him light um, I'm not sure Syl is always the most uh, objective or like correct um assessor of that you know like she was the one who was very like oh shallon smiles all the time so you and shallon would be good together and it's like kind of like sill was shipping that right so well to be fair she will also ship Kaladin with any anyone, anyone. right any, yeah. any, like, and anyone who smiles at him so <laughs> but in terms but in terms yeah. of like Still says the words, but in terms of like what Kaladin actually feels, that that it still is true. Um, yeah. What he feels is like a lightening of his burdens, and that's something like you know Kaladin is consumed by his burdens all the time. What he needs in a romance partner, romantic partner, is not someone who's going to be like, let's learn about how to be better people together. You know, he he needs something else. He needs he needs someone to help him forget to 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 be like that all the time he needs he needs someone to like point him away from that and say this is not all life and death all the time i i disagree because i think someone who is like happy all the time um maybe wouldn't understand where kaladin's coming from and wouldn't understand his struggles right i I think kaladin needs someone who understands who he is and his suffering and his pain and i think you know, Fraven has gone through stuff like that and would have that understanding. Um, like, I don't think, you know, someone who, if someone was just positive, there might be a tendency in Kaladin to, you know, just paste on a smile over it and just pretend everything's hunky-dory and repress his negative emotions. Whereas Fraven is someone who would work through those emotions and would force mm-hmm. Kaladin to as well. I don't doubt and that. I know. I don't but. actually. I don't actually agree with that because I think Kaladin gets caught up in his head so easily, um, and it's sort of like the people we see him respond best to in the books are people like Tien and Shalon and Adolin, people who mm, people true. who people who he connects to the best are not the people. Um, the people he finds like the most emotional support with are the people who can who can distract him. You know, being a happy personality does not preclude them from being able to understand pain, which we know is like a whole part of like many stormlight journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we so we know that so we know that it, you can have both. You can have it both ways. And Harithan may be able to understand him a little bit depending on where his journey ends up, but it doesn't mean he's going to be a good match. 
It's it's interesting, though, that you talk about the people who Kaladin does get along with, because I think a lot of those people have similarities to Hraithan. You know, like Adeline, Shallan, <laughs> Dalinar, all people that uh, Kaladin admires. Um, all of them have done dark things in their past. You know, Adeline killed Sadeus, mm-hmm. uh, but Kaladin didn't hold that against him. Uh, you know, Shallan... What has Shalom? Whatever. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so Dalinar, of course, was the Blackthorn and did horrible, awful things, right? And then, you know, redeemed himself. And I think Raven went on a very similar journey. And I think Kaladin would admire that. And, you know, maybe they could both come to a place where they're each other's inspiration and they become yeah. happier people together. Um, yeah. I, I think that could happen. I think just because just because Rathin is not always like that happy forget your troubles doesn't mean he doesn't have the capacity to be. I mm-hmm. think you know he and Kaladin together kind of could maybe could you know be that for each other when they need to and that's that's another sign that they'd be a good romance together. Because they're able to give the other person and show, you know, Hrathen could show that side of himself to Kaladin that he's not comfortable showing to him, to, you know, his parishioners. Because he keeps a very, like, reserved, thoughtful kind of persona. But then, you know, to someone like Kaladin that he trusts when they're just by themselves, he can bring that kind of lighter side of him out. I no, I don't I, think I there's actually, a lot of evidence. I don't agree. <laughs> I think Grayson and Kaladin are both attracted to lightness in other people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they would be capable of like initial like just starting up and being that for someone else. Like I I just don't think based on how their how their journeys have gone, how what their personalities are, I just don't see that they could just make themselves do that for each other. I think like I think like too much darkness like they they would just both get cut up in it and spiraled down mm-hmm. when it's sort of like we've seen we've seen both like what Kaladin and Harrison are attracted to and what they what yep. they're drawn towards and that's someone who's already light, not someone who's like totally without pain not someone who's you know who doesn't know what they're talking about is just silly happy like but they are attracted to lightness and i think that's something like i i I just don't see them being able to just provide that on the spot and i Uh, i think i'm gonna call it because (laughs) i am so enraptured in this conversation this is i actually forgot on budget for a second i was just like (laughs) i was like that was some great Ten it's hard to ten. get a word in edgewise with uh, Matt and Shannon. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I agree with everything that Shannon said. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, incredible eyes from both sides. But I think in the, I'm going to ship it in the end. Ah. I actually, I really like them together as as a, as an idea. I think they work really well together. They they have very similar shared experiences. And um, when Kaladin gets his cool armor, they can like hang out and just compare their cool armors. <laughs> Yeah, because that's, like that, that's what they do. That's a real is, deep is... relationship they have there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool armor boyfriends. Cool exactly, armor boyfriends. Exactly. Look, I yeah. don't think Kraythan is compatible with Windrunners at all. I, I, I do not I think, think I that think, I think the last 10 minutes of his life, he would have been. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean... <laughs> We'll see. But think about that fun reversal in the moment that he'd have where it would be like, oh, I've lived my life putting destination before journey. 
And yeah. then that flip and him being like, oh, actually, journey before destination. His arc in Elantris is all about... I don't know about putting- that. I, yeah. I, the more Karen. I think about it, I'm I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't know about I will that. Say, I just don't you guys think were convincing me. No, yeah. I, I started off very shit, and, and I started off very. Strong I was getting worried, and I was like, "Ooh, Shannon's making a lot of <laughs> no." Yes, there were some no. great points. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. And think... it didn't matter at all <laughs> <laughs> because cool armor boyfriend. Because <laughs> <laughs> cool armor boyfriend. <laughs> Unbelievable. Gotta place right. the, you gotta place the audience. <laughs> Alright. Grace is judging. Four is Eric Matt. Against is Ben Shannon. This and is the last one, right? Last mm-hmm. one. And we have Moash <laughs> and Ashert Marn. Uh, Asher Marn's the heart of the revel. Yeah. Asher Marn is yeah. the unmade that is the heart of the revel. Yes, correct. Asher Marn oh, returns oh. this episode of Ship It or Rip It. <laughs> yep. As the final, the final ship is an Asher Marn ship again. <laughs> yep. He's always back there's there. So at the much, end. There's so much depth here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many layers, you know? So many levels in the revel. Obviously, <laughs> so many levels in the revel. Yeah, I want to argue for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say them after if you guys don't say them. Okay. Yeah. This is hard. <laughs> I'm struggling. This is a hardship to argue against. Um, <laughs> it depends on which direction I think we want Moash to go. Mm. because I think going on his current path with Odium, how could you not but fall for Asher Marn, who is all about the letting go. But I think if we're mm-hmm. going to argue for Moash, who turns away from Odium eventually, like this can't work because Asher Marn is like the most base emotion level of... of, of like letting go. You know, like he, he, he kind of like is like the most emotive feral animalist yeah. you know like what's for like like just on the level of like this is a force of nature not even like a person level of like what's the I, I, there's a word for this um visceral there we go the vis mm-hmm. like the most visceral example of like the, of like this feeling of like just let go um mm-hmm. but i think but i think if moash is going to grow um he needs to stop letting go and he needs to he needs to take take it back um, so this is this is not a healthy place for Moash to be, and I think, and I think everything about being with the shirt Marn um, will just stoke up the worst. I just, it just doesn't seem to work for me. Just because, how could you, how could you ship a a person like Moash or any person with what is essentially <laughs> uh, uh, a field of? Um, debauchery and excess that's all ashraman is ashraman is a is a entity that makes everyone around him feel turned up to 11 and like how can you how can you have a relationship with that how can you ship something oh that's a great point moash doesn't want to be turned up to 11 he doesn't want to feel anything yeah Yeah, sorry great reminder i I haven't i haven't read (laughs) oathbringer for a bit um yeah like that's the opposite of what Moish wants. Moish wants to let his feelings go. He wants, mm. 
Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want what Asher Marn provides. He he might go to another unmade, but not this one. Mm. But they I, won't be his emotions, and that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what this is is it's a great ship in like the realm of like something just so toxic and juicy it's just fascinating (laughs) to watch because you know and like this is perfect for both of them really because moash is a toxic character right like he you can see how the fandom reacts to him like he's so divisive um that it would just be it would be compelling and honestly i think you know moash at the end he he feels so overcome by his emotions that he gives them up to odium, right? Like he says, take my pain so I don't have to feel it. Whereas Ashurtmarn is feel everything to the nth degree and make it so extreme. So there's this kind of fire and ice element, but also I think like he, there's this, it would be like Moash goes in and just he, all of a sudden goes from zero to a hundred and feels everything at once and realizes that he can also find release, not just in being emotionless, but in fully acknowledging and leaning into his emotions um, and leaning into it that way. And just, uh, and it's so like they, they could go dark places and then maybe move forward to a redemption, you know, and, you know, not to repeat last episode, but <laughs> Ashert Marn is an unmade, right? So there's, you know, potential that there could be something made again, right? Uh, it's, I, I think both of them have so much potential to either go dark, 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 dark and just never get better. Or maybe a mutual redemption arc. Like I think it could go either way, and yep. it's the possibilities are just so interesting. I think well, it would um, break Moash before it enjoined him to him in a romantic way. You know, <laughs> I think I think this is something that Moash could not actually handle and like be able to deal with and feel something for a shirt Martin at the same time. Like I think like the force of what a shirt Martin would do for him would be. Yeah, like I think it, I think it would just break him. He can't he can't handle that right now. Um, and I think by the time he could handle it, it's not what he would need anymore. Like right now, he's he's got his path um, with Odium. This is my yeah. He's 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 already he's already on on his direction. He doesn't need to be distracted. Um, he's he's like in a very shaky place right now, and he just needs like uh, he he needs what Odium is giving him with the lack. That's that's what he's pushing for. He's not going to be attracted to what Ishert Marn offers. But see, I think Moash doesn't want to feel his emotions and his guilt. They won't be mm-hmm. his guilt. It'll be Ashert Marnes doing everything else. And so I mm-hmm. don't think Moash will feel guilty because he'll have already given up that responsibility and be fully in sync with his heart. <laughs> and <laughs> the heart no. that he gives to the I rebel. Think- in a way i don't think you can follow odium or any aspect of odium and be following your heart i think it's all about denial of self you know like everything we've seen about how it works it's just that the way a shirt marn it you know provides the denial of self is like would just be overwhelming but like it's not about there's there's no way for moash to find himself again in the revel like that's that's the opposite of what it's for he doesn't need to Mm -hmm. he's never gonna find himself again He's evil. It's a it's a it's a path of He's destruction, evil. right? And and I think, you know, like Moash is is kind of a foil in a lot of ways to to Kaladin, right? Like he's giving into the self-destructive 
tendencies. And like Ash Hurtmorton would be a, a perfect, like literally let loose. And I think Eric's point about it's not his emotions being interesting too, because you know, just picture more she's able to let loose and like feel rage and pain and lust and everything, but not his, you know, rage or pain, right? He, he he's being taught basically how to feel in a like way that's not gonna end up being making him feel guilty or make him feel um wrong, which is what he's been struggling with. So I, I think it's a it's a space for him to let loose and you know and it oh, it would be so toxic and interesting man it, mm-hmm. it would be fascinating and it you know not everyone gets a redemption arc and maybe Moash is not the person <laughs> who's going to get that because he's a foil kind of in a lot of ways for the people who are getting redemption arcs and i think really what moash can do for ashertmarn is really give that perspective of you know giving up their own emotions and i mean we don't have a lot of characterization for ashertmarn as to what ashertmarn <laughs> feels itself right <laughs> but you know ashertmarn can help moash feel things uh but not his own feelings but maybe moash can give ashertmarn uh <laughs> cool ashertmarn down just a little bit you know to cool him down. Yeah, just Ooh. to like get, give up maybe Ashertmarn's pain that Again, Odium gave him. Just not seeing like. it because Ashertmarn is, is from what we've seen is as close to just a uh, a one track primal mark. force. Yeah, a primal force. Yeah, and I, I just I just don't see it. You know, you know, Moash already gave himself to a primal force, so what is another one yeah, isn't very yeah. difficult to do. I, I think that's identifying a type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think based on what kind of primal force Moash is attracted to, it's it's not a shirt mart. I think I think exactly I think what we see at the end of Oathbringer is exactly what he wants. And I don't think I don't think he's gonna be looking for anything different. I think he's I think he's settled in his current relationship and I think that's a strong relationship right now. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he's got exactly everything that he wants in a relationship relationship right now and he's not looking for Look, if odium with the top dog you know you know if odium ordered ashertmarn to go with moash do you think moash would say no nah and that's how they get together and that yeah, but and that's how they first meet and, and deep down in moash's heart is for true love will be is that first love of odium you know that's where it will that's be okay be that's able- okay look we're not saying that uh, they need to be permanently in love forever in a romance. That's what they, the rest of the other ships today have been. Look, they can I, have different types of ships. There's different types of ships. They can be in a... Look, we said Ashertmarn and Nightblood could have a very short romance, and you guys shipped that. So I don't want to hear it, okay? Uh, so, uh, like, Moash and Ashertmarn can have a deep flare for a while until one of them's deep. extinguished. And I think it would be like a brief brush up with each other. Realize that nah, it's, it'll be a deep brush out, up. Deep brush. Realize that it's not working and part ways. Yeah. No, no, I no. should realize that Ashermon doesn't actually have any thoughts to himself. Ashermon wouldn't realize anything. Moash doesn't want to feel thoughts. Moash doesn't want to think. Moash, Moash <laughs> he doesn't love. 
to just think if Moash continued down a path, maybe he's unmade, whatever that means. Uh, you know, he's really the unmade of humans, if you think about he's already, it. He's already got the perfect thing. He's already giving up his thoughts and feelings. He doesn't yeah. need more. He doesn't need more. I think Moash will always need more because he'll never be satisfied. Yeah, With like Asher how he's not. And so he needs <laughs> all the emotions of Asher Martin to really <laughs> feel all those things. No, no. Half I, think he, I think he could get that and more with Odium, which I think I think Asher Martin and Moash have everything. You know, it's 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 gritty. It's it's real. It's mm-hmm. it's got emotion. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. you know, self-destructive tendencies. It's mm-hmm. juicy. Mm-hmm. um they'll unmake it's, it's each just, other yeah like it's oh the destructed oh it's it's just it, it's really great it's a great <laughs> show <laughs> no sarcasm in your voice there, Matt, you Grace, can't, you can't help be sarcastic. oh let's see what this is i'm really torn because i feel like <laughs> like you both make really good arguments <laughs> you gotta um, choose I think, I think the tiebreaker is going to be Matt's, uh, I think we're identifying a type comment because that was just funny <laughs> enough to put it back in. <laughs> in terms of actual arguments, I like couldn't decide, so. <laughs> well done to the ship team. Yeah. <laughs> no, well done. Like, that was, yeah. That was rough. That was rough. Because <laughs> as soon as I, I, as soon as I realized that it. like Moash doesn't want to feel things, I was like, oh no, that's not good. And so I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. It's not his emotion. That's fine. It'll be fine. Well, and I found myself waffling. I didn't quite know which way to go, whether we go the redemption or lean no, into no, the... No, 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 no redemption. You know, it's like, it was like, it's gotta it, was, go pure evil. it was too hard to de- decide. It's got to be pure evil. The heart. Yeah. He's got to give his heart remember, to the heart. Grace, I couldn't remember your your opinions on Moash, but I know some people are so anti-Moash that I would have been like, if I had known where you stood on that, I would have been like, you know, like, this is what Moash deserves, right? Like, <laughs> Asher Martin is like, Moash is hell. <laughs> but then Jeez. I was like, oh, but what if Grace is like, because I'm kind of pro-Moash, so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Grace is pro-Moash. I'm ambivalent. You're I'm ambivalent. pro-Moash. So, and I see, I think that argument would have only worked for the, like, screw Moash people. Yeah. Oh, boy. Cool. Well, I keep track of points and posts. We have no idea who won, but, uh... Not me. (laughs) (laughs) You're right there, Shannon. She didn't do well this time. (laughs) I think she's bitter about me uh, giving that... Which one did I give? I'm bitter about oh. every single one that I lost. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not just you. Oh, right. I, 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 I felt, shipped I Odium bad. and Liren. That's right. That's what I did. And I, I'm sorry I decided against you, Shannon, too, because I think... Every single one of you did, so... I think, I think you, in the one I did, I... I think you made the better argument even and I was like, oh, but I don't feel the chemistry or something like that. I know I make good arguments. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. You can make all the best arguments in the world and it doesn't matter. Look, you all. were undefeated last time. It's fine. What we what we really need is just Alex to be back and then Alex and, and you will uh just just own our butts. <laughs> 
I think that's really the difference. Well, this one has gone really long, so we're not going to do who that who's that Cosmere character. Uh, that's fine. Because we've 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 done a lot. Uh, I have no idea what our next episodes will be, but uh, there will be episodes uh, because we can obviously do this from home. So we hope you're all staying safe and we hope you enjoyed this i i do think it was less funny than the previous one but there were some good ones like odium Lyran. that was that was that was solid that was, that was anything with Ashrod Marn. uh i think we, we we were dealing more with like actual people this time last yeah. time there was a lot of like <laughs> really weird ones or forces <laughs> or shards <laughs> um whereas this time like almost all of them were just actual actual people hey vin Ati, that's good stuff right there <laughs> that was good that's good. That good oh yeah i got i got two shards i i shipped both the shards <laughs> <laughs> no there were three shard ships yeah we got uh ruin odium and honor oh and honor yeah right 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 right, right. yep uh we also don't forget we also play uh who's that cosmic character so send your who's that cosmic characters to wtcc at 17shard.com and we're also thinking of doing something a bit different for some episodes. We're thinking of potentially adding a question time um, section at the end of podcasts. So if you want, send your questions to that address as well. That's wtccsmtshard.com. You can put them in the comments down below. We pretty much always read all the comments. Yep. Um, we also have the, show, the Shardcast uh, channel on our Discord and the Patreon Lounge channel if you're, a, if you're a patron. So just put questions in there that you think you know, you'd like to answer the podcast and then in future episodes we might do a little question time where we answer them yep sounds good all right friends boss on 17char.com for all your news discussion theories and fun that you could ever want you can join us on discord down below you can support us on patreon if you like this for some reason uh and <laughs> You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.